into some some of this stuff a little deeper today but uh we um we've been talking about another man and we uh we've highlighted genesis 1 where god said let us make man in our image and after our likeness and so and how we know we know for a fact that god is a creator um please you're gonna have to write down a lot of scriptures today because and probably a lot of little notes but God is a creator and he's designed us to be a creator so not when we say when when we talk about being changed into another man or another male and female again man covers both male and female in the beginning God created man male and female created he them we're talking about another man not a normal man but not a normal male or normal female but a supernatural male or female a supernatural male or female and the thing is so if any man be in Christ he's a new creature old things have passed away all things become new so we're trying to become that new person um, uh, Romans 6 we'll get into it probably down the road but it says put off the old man and his deeds and so here we come into this life even when we talk about baptism we talk about what so we're trying to get rid of this old guy you know that that tries to creep up. My former pastor used to uh, call him, uh, he's like the Terminator. You know how the Terminator would take the Terminator out in the movie, but then he would uh, always resurrect. <laughs> you know, something would happen, he would resurrect. And I think that's what happens with us. You know, it's, it's uh, you think that old man is gone, and, you know, uh, I'm going to get into it a little bit, but I know Pastor Mel coming up with her teaching. She has a, uh, just teaching on just what happens in your in your DNA and your cells and your cell memories, like you know all your your all your body when it goes through stuff or an experience stuff positive or negative, it houses those memories. So you know they they they've studied out that even in transplants, a person may get a transplant and they were a calm person. They were uh they liked this particular case the person liked blue and green but after the transplant they liked oranges and reds and they were aggressive where they never was aggressive before but they, they when they studied it out they realized that was in the person that they got the transplant from so it was in their cells and so, you know, again, I'm not trying to get scientific because I'm going to line it up with the word. We probably don't realize how much is deep-rooted in us. So we go through things. Like, like why all of a sudden you're a faithful person? You know, you, you do anything for a church. Then you go through something and you go, to the, you go into the next church. And without you even telling yourself sometimes, you're guarded or you do less. Or you're not as faithful. Well, something in your core is still affected by what's happened in your last situation. Why do you go into a relationship, a new relationship? Um, <laughs> I was thinking about our conversation we, with a marriage counselor uh, yesterday with some couples, but we was, uh, we was talking about just our history. But, you know, I, I, you, you, you hear me coin the phrase, it's not your, see, it's not your fault but it is your responsibility. So I learned that growing in my marriage. <laughs> I got into the relationship. I was like, I, had to, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I had nothing to do with this, but it was my responsibility to pour the love that was necessary to help my wife heal. 
And I didn't know that going in. I just figured if I ain't do it, then don't hold me accountable for it. Like, you know, why am I punishing for them? You know, and but why am I punishing for them? Why as pastors do we get punished for what other pastors have done? Why as husbands you punish for what other uh, uh, other guys or husbands have done? Or wives, why are you getting punished for what or what other females have done? Uh, because something happens in our core that if we don't allow the renewing of our mind to take place, or in particularly the renewing of the spirit of our mind, uh, we, we won't evolve into what God has purpose for our lives uh we talked about this last week and 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 before we leave out of here how last week we talked about intentions aren't manifestations so you know how you say well i have good intentions so a person says my bad you know in some situations my son was like well my bad dad i meant to do such and such well i'm not i still don't get the benefit of what i desire if I tell my wife I intended to love you, I still don't get the, she don't get the benefits of love. She just gets almost like a, you know, I meant to. Like, you know, like an honorable mention, you know, like I meant to. And I think that that only goes but so far in our lives. Like when we tell God, I really meant to love you, God. But, but God is a little different. He goes by what we're actually doing, what's manifest. So we said that we live our lives through the view we, li- uh, we live our lives through the view of intentions. People live in our lives through our results. So we live our lives, most of us live our lives through the view of what we intend to do. You know, so we can go 10 years and say, I intended to study more, right? Because we really did intend to. And, but we won't, We'll give ourselves a pass because I really meant to do that. And I keep saying I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm a be on time. And 15 years can go by and you're not on time. You, you've never been on time. But you say to yourself, man, I meant to get there. And you're good. People live in our lives through the results. I played for a, a, a team, a college basketball team. And my intent was to pass the ball so we could score. But my coach is training. I was just thinking about him this week. My coach was you had to throw a bounce pass. So I had to come down, had to throw a bounce pass. But one day we're in the game. I come down and I throw a pass like this because, you, know, you know, it looks cute. It crowd. Ah, you know, everybody's going wild. And so we're looking at game film. Same thing take place. I come down, throw the pass. Guy catch the ball, dunks it. My boys in it. We all in the game room, film room. Boys like, wow, King, King. Coach like, stop. He stopped the tape. Bradley, what should that have been? Bounce pass, coach. Bounce pass, coach. I'll be in the game. Come down, throw a pass. We score. He be, Bradley, Bradley. This, this, is the, this is the signal for bounce pass. Fake up, throw the bounce pass. So I'll be looking on the side, huh? <laughs> This Coach Green, if you're watching this, you know, know you're on Facebook, so you see this. You know, I know you remember this. But sometimes I'll be ready to cry. Like, come on, man. They, 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 they celebrate what I did. We scored, man. Ain't that the point? 
No, that wasn't the point. The point was, I'm I'm training you for habits, for pressure where you're going, not for the the comfort of where you're at. Right. So he was training my habit. Like to this day, I'm 50 something years old. I played this morning. Guess what I was doing? Bounce pass. Coach ain't even there. <laughs> it's, it's in my. It's, it's in my DNA. Like, it's, it's my habit. Like, bounce pass. Somebody gave me a free shot. It's toe, knee, elbow, reach to the net. Like, without, I don't have to go, okay, what I need to do is get my toe. Hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Don't play defense yet. I'm not ready. No, no, no. It's just habit. Toe, knee, elbow, reach to the net. Left hand. Toe, knee, elbow, reach to the net. It's, it's, it's a habit. Right? So, what God is saying to us is we got to understand what our habits is. And some of our habits aren't producing results. And we wonder why people, like, we have coaches in our lives. Could be our parents, could be our spouses, could be our friends, could be our coaches that are frustrated because they ain't getting the results. Not because you intend to do it right. Right? All right, so just keep that in mind. And I know that was uh, last week. And we're known by our fruit, right? What's manifested of what we produce, not by what we intend, right? So, so look, look. So, in my life, people would get uh, intimidated. I use the word intimidated, right? But I wasn't, Mr. Jackie. I wasn't trying to intimidate nobody. Not little Keith. I'm not trying to intimidate nobody. But I was raised in Newark, New Jersey, on the streets of Newark. We talked about this this morning at the gym, and to adjust to that environment. I had to, you know, get some armor or some, you know, I had to, to, to develop a certain demeanor. Uh, remember the scripture says, I'm going to make your, your face as flint towards them because you were dealing with a, some hard cases, so I was going to train you for hard cases. It says, fear not their faces, don't be dismayed by their looks or their speech. This is Jeremiah chapter 1. Right, so I, I didn't, I told him this morning, I didn't say, hey, what city, uh, do I have a selection of cities? Put me in North because they hard, man. I want to be hard. No. I was just bored. Listen, I started out in Newark just like this. Hey, guys, let's go play. You want to go play? Until I got abused, and then I had to understand I had to navigate differently. Some people have never experienced that in the community they grew up in. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, just different communities, right? So we were talking today. Uh, somebody just asked me how what happens in the different communities. But, but what I'm trying to tell you is we have defaults that we don't even recognize. But we're holding other people hostage or responsible for something that we need to work on, all right? So David understood that, no, 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 let me just keep going because I, sometimes I go too fast. Um, God's been waiting for this set time in our life of communion all of our lives. So he's trying to commune with us. God's trying to become one with us. That's how we're changed into his image and after his likeness, right? Change into his image and after his likeness. So this is a time for us to really transform. Uh, first, first Samuel ten six to be changed into another man. That's what we talking about. You shall when you get among the prophets, you shall be changed into another man. So I'm gonna tell y'all this because sometimes you may not recognize it. I was having a conversation with another young minister today. But okay, so right over there in that in that seat, third row, on the edge. That's two ministers with both, with a prophetic anointing on their life. Okay, sitting over here, Rich, uh, on a total opposite of the room is two people sitting there, the Baileys, that 
have a prophetic anointing on their life. Sitting in the back there, Misty has a prophetic anointing on her, her life, right? Pastor Mel, Minister Lamar, most of the people in the room, see again, some, some people may overemphasize it more, they may highlight it more, but, but we have it. That means the ability for God to speak through us without our conscience getting in the way. We, we have that ability. Is that like, so you're saying that every church, everybody come in? I didn't say that. I'm talking about the church right now that we're in because I know what God sent to the house, right? So that's why some of us are little, can be, can be, don't take this personal, can be flighty. Because if you don't work on that character, to deal with that prophetic mind, you're going to see stuff and not know what to do with it. And then people are going to talk to you like you're crazy. They're going to think something wrong with you because you're going to be seeing stuff. Ain't nobody looking that deep but you. But you're like, what's wrong with them? No, it's nothing, not, nothing wrong with them. You got to work on that inner man to be able to convey it where they can receive it. Now, now we're going to find out how to do that today. I, today we're going to find out how to really change. Because some of us really need to change. And then your mind says, I want to change. That's my intent, right? But I ain't been able to change. For years. Like, I want to exercise. See, 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 don't get mad. I want to exercise. We intend to exercise. Right? Some of us have been living 20 years on intent. And you know what? Until you get around somebody, you really don't know that you ain't doing nothing. Like, you know, like until you get around somebody that's going to tell you the truth, and most of the time you punking people from telling you the truth, right? Can, can I get an amen? <laughs> right? Because you don't want to hear the truth. I'm talking to a guy in the gym today. I said, listen, man, when I pass the ball over there, all you can do is cut and you get a free layer. Man, man, just pass me the ball. No, listen. <laughs> We're trying to win here. You know, I, I didn't trip. I just said, okay, well, the, the, I don't know what these kids are doing, but they don't want to hear the truth. Some of us are the same way. All right, so, so it, it's time we become new. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things become new. Second Corinthians five seventeen. That's review um, from last week. But look at this. Look at this. Uh, let's go to Philippians one. Philippians one. And I have so much stuff, and I believe the Holy Spirit will be able to get it get it to us today. All right, so Philippians 1. So, so, so we know we need to, God's trying to make us into another man. Because we, we messing stuff up. We struggling with our grades and we geniuses. Because we can't stay focused. We in the gym. I mean, we at school thinking about the field when we supposed to be on the field thinking about the field and in school thinking about school. I used to tell my son, I said, son, now when you go to school today, I don't want you to think about basketball. Don't be thinking about no moves or nothing like that. He had a good game yesterday. Schools for school, right? Because how did I know that, Mr. Sammy? Because I used to be tempted to do it. Sitting in the class, I'm trying to begin calculus, and I'm like, man, that was a sweet move I made. Like, so I'm all in my, in my game when I should be in class. So am I stupid? No, but what's my grades going to show? It's going to look like I'm stupid because I wasn't paying attention. Right? Okay, all right. But there's a way we can change. It's not over. There's a way we can change. Am I not anointed? Do I, am I not gifted? Should I not be traveling around the world? Yes, you should. But the results is you ain't going nowhere. You ain't traveling around the world. You're not in demand. 
Why? Because we need to change. Not because we're not gifted. See, we, I know I, I'm gifted. Okay, I'm going to clear it up. You are. Now that we got that out of the way, let's prepare ourselves to be used. We good? All right, so 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 Philippians 1 6. So we now need to change. So, so the scripture says this be confident. Where am I? Where is six? Okay, be confident in this very thing that he that's begun a good work where? In you will perform it until the day of Christ Jesus. So something is taking place on the inside. Something has begun on the inside of us. There's something happening in there. Right? It says, be confident he'll be able to perform it. But that means I'm still yielding to him, right? I'm allowing him to finish his work. What happens is we start to grab hold of it, right? And then let's go here, Philippians 2. Philippians 2. Philippians 2. Do, do, where you at? I know you ain't here. Uh, 13. It says, for it is God which worketh where? In you. In you, both to will and to do his good pleasure. So, so remove God. We have the will, but we ain't doing the to do, right? <laughs> right? But it says it's God that worketh in you to will and to do. So it's not just intent, it's manifestation. Right? So, 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 remove God. Time with God, time in God's word, time in prayer. We have the will, but not the ability to do. Right? You got me so far? All right, so that's Philippians 2. And then um, Romans. Romans, Romans, Romans. Let's go to Romans. Romans 12. All right, so now God, we need to change. Our life needs to change. God can work in us to change this life. He wants to, to keep being allowed that work. So he's asking us something here, Romans 12, 1. I beseech you, therefore, you want to change. You want to be changed to another man. Therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. The least you can do is what that means. So I'm, I'm giving myself to God, right? And then verse 2, it says, and, which is connected to giving ourselves to God, be not conformed to this world. So as long, when you start conforming to the world, you, leave, you, leave, you have to leave God. And, and when you leave God, now he can't work in you to will and to do his good pleasure, right? So you, you will still have the will, but you won't have the ability to do, right? It says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by, by what? The renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable, perfect, look, will of God, right? So, so again, we're trying to renew our mind. Now, we've said this before at the church here. Renewing your mind is, I, uh, I agree to do something different. I agree. So, uh, you know, when I, first, when I first learned how to do it right, I agreed to shoot different. Because I used to shoot, stick my leg out, go back here and shoot. You know, I was a little dude, real, 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 real little dude. Uh, you know, I mean, she's still 5'5", five, five, as a sophomore in high school. And, uh, you know, I don't even know if I wore, if, if I weighed a buck 10. I don't even know. Um, but I was, I, was, I was a little guy, right? So when I started learning how to shoot right, I agreed to, but what was my default? 
I had a different default. When I first started coming to church, I agreed to come all the time. But what was my default? I wasn't going to church. When we got together, she got mad because I wouldn't open her car door. But I wasn't opening nobody's car doors. I said, don't get in the car to open the door. Don't get out to open the door. I said, this is new. You know, like I wasn't opening nobody's doors. I didn't have to. Um, but I opened her car, car door to this day. Right? It's a part of my default now. So, so we had, I had to change my habits, right? So, but it wasn't, an, it's not enough to agree. Now I have to, what I agree to do, I have to meditate on day and night, do all this written therein. Then I'll be prosperous and successful. Joshua 1 8, right? It's like riding a bike. You consciously get on that bike and go, I have to keep my balance. Oh, but don't fall. Oh, but don't fall, right? But then once you learn how to ride a bike, what happens? Like right now, I'm 56. I just get on a bike, start riding. I don't go, oh, ain't rode a bike in a while. Hope I stay up. No, nah, no, nah, it's the default. So once you develop the right habits, it's a default. You know, I remember when I start winning games. I start winning games because it's a default. Catch, shoot. <laughs> it wasn't like, what's the situation? It's like, it was a habit. A habit is catch, shoot. And if I train myself to shoot the right way, it don't make a difference what the pressure is. I'm going to do it the right way every time. And so even when I'm by myself, I train myself to do drills the right way, not the cute way. No one's around. Well, the Holy Spirit's around. You're like, well, Keith, you ain't finished that drill yet. You got to make, you know, you got to make 50 in a row. You got to make 60 in a row. You got to make 70 in a row. That's not 70. That's 69. Then we got to start from the beginning. Nobody's out there. Just me. But the, the temptation is to cheat. Praying for people. Praying each name, and, and in certain days, each name and each child and grandchild. You know, Holy Spirit's like, no, nah, we ain't none. Remember such and such came to church and their kids, you got to pray for them too. <laughs> right, right, right. You see what I'm saying? Like, even when no one's around, if it's your default, you can't even sit around without doing it. All right? So just, just, just want to keep that in mind. So now, what's happening? Like, we, we, we're carrying this cloud or this weight or this funk that's stopping us from doing what we really want to do. This fear, right? You know, this nastiness, this edge, you know, this, this uh, 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 insecurity where everybody else is tripping. <laughs> oh, you just don't like me. Did you, where'd you get that from? Based on a conversation with me or a conversation with your mind? Where, where'd you make that determination from? Because you ain't talked to me. You talk to your mind. And I said me, but I'm, I'm saying in general. It could be your, your parent, your cousin, your spouse, uh, one of the members. I don't know. But, you know, we make determinations, but we're looking through the lens of our mind and projecting that onto the other person's mind. Right? So, but we don't want to keep doing that, right? You know, that, okay, so I use me because maybe y'all don't do stuff like that. I, I didn't make a team coming up, one of the teams coming up, because I didn't think, I thought they already had the team. And I, I looked at everybody, sized it up, and said, well, he already got his team. So I quit. Well, they asked me, like, where was you at? Where'd you go? I made up some excuse because I, I didn't have humility. But really, I was like, oh, y'all need me? I did it twice in my life. I did it in college, too. They sent scouts to come to me. Hey, uh, they wanted to know why you didn't show up, you know, for the trial. I was already on the team and didn't even know it. I was a captain the year before. But I, was, I, I was like, okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, probably got it. And he got shorts on that looks like he played for a big-time school. So, yeah, they probably already got everybody. 
He just had on shorts. He made the team because I didn't show up. See, I put myself out there. I just, I just embarrassed myself, right? What are you forfeiting because in your own mind, you've already disqualified yourself? You've already disqualified. You ain't talked to the person? Look, pressure start mounting, right? Expectation, 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 responsibility, responsibility. They expect me to meet these demands. Oh, I don't know. Can I? I, I maybe to do this. I don't know if I. Oh, oh man. Oh man. You know what, man? Man, they they, they probably ain't gonna pick me anyway, man. You know, you know. They 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 just hating pastor. You know, he just want to be the man. Where that come from? Your mind. It didn't come. I did a training, fundamentals, big M. Guy was shooting around, scouts, all scouts in the gym. Big time scouts, so the guy shooting around, he misses a shot. This is shoot around. He looks in the stands, man, uh, uh, missed the shot. He takes another shot, misses it. Looks in the stands, oh man, they're not gonna pick me. The guy he's playing against, top guy, he on the other end, he's making his shots. They're missing some, but but he, he, he don't look worried. He's like, man, see, they're gonna pick him. I'm not gonna get the scholarship. All this is in this guy's head. But when the game started, he played the worst game of his life. You don't lose the game and shoot around. Those shots don't even count. But in his mind, how many times do we in our mind disqualify ourselves before we even got, on a, on a, got an opportunity to do something? We done canceled ourselves out. And then now you blaming somebody else. That's because they don't care about. Yeah, I know they hating. Based on what? Your mind, all right? So David said this in Psalm 51. Let's go there real quick. Psalm 51. Because we're talking about changing into another man, but we got to embrace change. As sweet as we think we are. And then we can stop fronting and stop posturing and stop uh, showing up with our accolades like a badge. Like we show up with a resume. Yeah, you know, I'm sweet as such and such, this, that, and the other. And nobody ask you. Why don't you just be, be present? Could we just enjoy you? Why do we got to enjoy your whole resume? <laughs> you know, like he's showing, hey, guess what? You know, I'm sweet as such and such. Well, you know my history is such. <sighs> Who are you? Can we just talk to you, right? But we do that because our default is we, we come in thinking we're not valuable. So now we got to, if, if I tell people I did this, that, and the other, that makes me more valuable. Does it? In a lot of eyes, they're like, so why you say that? Like, didn't you, we weren't even talking about that. Why, why did that come up? <laughs> right? So, it, 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 so now it's bringing question to you. Because people wonder, like, why you keep bringing up your, re- your resume? Like, we was just enjoying you. <laughs> right? So David said this, Psalm 51, verse 10. It says, created me a clean heart. Key word there is heart created me a clean heart underline circle the word heart if it's not already underlined like it is in my bible uh oh god and look and renew a right spirit within me so you can have a spirit within you but it might not be right right so here so now what we're trying to do we're we're trying to establish an intimate relationship with god a communion with god because that's how we change it's his image day by day we're being submerged by him right we're trying to be as one with him, right? As he's one with Christ. We're trying to bury ourselves with him and be resurrected by him. So go drop down here to verse 17. 
So, so, so to establish an intimate relationship with God, we'll have to break off that old man and be still and allow the cut or the brokenness to release the new man. Right? We got to. We got to get rid of that old man. That's what's in the way. So God is trying to, to commune with you, make a connection with you, but there's a, a, a outer shell that's restricting the communion or the connection. You, did you, you feel me? So, so the, the outer shell has to be taken off to make room for the connection. Remember we talked about if you're trying to put a, a, a merge or graft a tree, a, a tree branch to a tree, you got to cut the tree and put the branch in and then tie it together and let it stay together long enough where it starts to engraft and they become one. But, but, but you just can't cut it and attach the branch to it, uh, tie it up for uh, a day or a week and think it's going to engraft. It takes a while for it to engraft. So that's what God is doing with us. He's, he's cutting what's in the way out, breaking it out, connecting us to him. But he said, now stay with me, meditate day and night, Stay with me long enough where we become one. Okay? You got that? All right, so, so, so we're going to go through brokenness. And we, we gave you uh, John 12, 24, except the corn of wheat fall to the ground and die, can't bring forth fruit. So that seed has to be buried, broken to release what's in it. But look here, verse 17. It said, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. There's that word heart again. Oh God, thou will not despise. So, what he's saying is if you allow the brokenness, the, the shell to break off of you, God actually can connect to your true heart. But all the posturing, the reputation, the accolades, the badge, the fronts, the, 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 the swags and all that, all that, that outer shell is getting away of making a true connection. See, because that's not who we are. Like that's, you know, we've used these things to navigate in certain environments, but that's not who you are. I worked in corrections and the people that tried to posture like they were tough had the worst time. Because the kids can read through it like, because half of the kids are not tough. So they're like, what's all that for? One dude was huge. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is true. So, and he had, at the time, I think he had the bench press record in, in the NFL. And so he used to hit on the kids. So I had to just call him into my office. I said, bruh, they're already scared of you. <laughs> like, what do you. But see, even though he was huge on the outside, he was in a volatile atmosphere, and there was fear on the inside. So he thought he had to get them before they got him. But only all he had to do was be himself. I was much smaller than him, and I had no problems because I was genuine, not fronting. And trust me, your front is a, it's almost like a stink, like pig pen that goes out before you. Your posturing, your accolades, it's like, could, could we just deal with you? Say that, you should know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The, the genuine you will impact lives across the world. The front in you impact a small number of people that can't see beyond your front. That, 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 that like what we talked about uh, in uh, Darren Stones are like hype men and sweet talking women yeah, yeah I mean you got people that'll go for that but not, not people aren't genuinely, impact, genuinely genuinely impacted by that so the broken down with a sorrow for sin and, hum, and, and humility 
that are thoroughly remorseful, that's what a broken and contrite heart is, those are the people that God can't despise. He loves that because you're being genuine. You know, David was like, man, I need to change some things. And this is the interesting thing. We're talking about, remember, we, we, we're talking about changes. So some of us have been in bondage to some things, fear, insecurity, pride, arrogance, uh, selfishness. Um, I, I'll get into it. I still haven't got, I got a whole thing that my wife gave me on, on narcissism. Narcissism. Narc- yeah, narcissistic personality. Maybe you look it up. We might use it. Maybe you can look it up. Um, but I, I have it in my notes here somewhere. But so so we, we'll get into all, some of y'all when y'all hear it. It's gonna make you mad at yourself. Um, but just being narcissistic, you know, kind of really more into yourself than you really really realize. Uh, but all of those different things, God is not trying to disqualify you. He's trying to break it off of you. You know, as pastors, we're not trying to disqualify you. Disqualify you. We're trying to break it off of you. You know, that's. I, I'm not going to use it right now. Um, so, so it's not. But, but people are so busy used to. If somebody discovers the imperfections, I have to hide them. But what's not exposed can't be helped, right? So, so, and then you, 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 you look at us through the lenses of how you would be. If you had to deal with you, you would disqualify you. So you thinking we are looking at you like that. So you're like, you don't see me, you don't see me. So if I ask you a question, I ask, I ask different people questions, and I ask questions to locate you, to locate if you're going to be honest with yourself. And so, so I'm not asking a question I don't have the answer for. So you ask a person a question, and it, you see they get tight, and then they'll come up with an angle. Not, well, I don't think such and such. Well, that's not helping. If you're not honest with yourself, especially if you as you grow in leadership here, so how do I, how do we, how do you trust somebody that ain't honest with themselves? When I say not trust a person in general, obviously they, you know they're people of integrity. I'm saying, but how do you trust them to, to to handle the different levels they go to if they're not gonna be honest with themselves? See, and that's what God. That's why God. You know, it's God don't go for that front stuff. How God don't be sending us to no platforms if we're front. And so it's the children of Israel. So I want to use the children of Israel because it's our life. But a lot of times we bound by some of these things, fears, fronts, uh, lust. And God's trying to uh, get us out of the bondage. We're crying out, right? Lord, help me with this lust. Help me with this fear. Help me with this, 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 uh, this attitude or, or, or help me with my mind. So God's doing it with the same thing he did with the children of Israel. He's sending you deliverance through his word, Right? So they send them Moses. Now, so Moses delivered them. They got delivered from what? Bondage, right? Where's the next place they went? In the wilderness. The next place. How come they didn't go from Egypt to the promised land? And they spent a lot of time in the wilderness, didn't they? Well, longer than they were supposed to. It was supposed to be 11-day training, but turned out to be 40 years. <laughs> Ooh, who's that? <laughs> Who's, who's in training too long, right? So why? Because he says, I, you're, I'm taking you out of the physical bondage. But because you've been in there so long, it's bleeding into your being, and you're bound within now. So even if I take you to the promised land, you'll take that bondage with you. You, you, so you know how you say, I'm out of this relationship. I'm going to get into the new one. If you don't get, if you don't heal, 
you'll take the old person into the new relationship. But it'll be that person's fault too. But what's the common denominator with all these situations? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You look around, you know, everywhere I go, people are a trip. Is it the people? Because <laughs> the common denominator is you're there all the time. <laughs> yeah, it works in reverse. You show up, it seems like everywhere I go, everything is so bright and light. No, it could be because you're light. It's in reverse too, right? Just keep that in mind. So, uh, yeah, my wife was talking about this. I'm not going to get deep into it because I know she is. But how trauma triggers things in your cells, in your cell memory. But it's basically your memories in general or your, your subconscious. Um, that's why scripture tells us to think on these things. Things that are lovely. Things that are just. Things that are pure. Why? Because it's saying feed yourselves uh, new memories. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Right? Um, I was... Uh, you know, I read some stuff that my, my wife sent, and I, do, I did have this, like, your, your muscles, just work with me, just be patient here for a second, because I know this is not actually scripture, but I'm going to tie it into the scripture. Uh, your individual muscle cells re- react and change based on their perception of their environment, not necessarily the actual environment. So your, 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 your cells act on the perception of the environment. So, so there's people that have lost their legs, right? But but they actually think they still have it. It's but it's perception. They don't have it, the leg. So these people had to have the leg cut off because of pain, right? They actually feel that they're still in pain, but they can't possibly be. They've lost the leg. But the your the, the cell memory is is what? It's assuming the leg is still there. Like you know, I got healed. I, I, you know, I could move my knee like this. I was going to a tryout. I got healed. I was looking for the injury. Just a default because I was used to it. Like, okay, so is this really going to work? <laughs> you know, like, and I was like, is this going to work? So I had to be renewed in my mind. I'm healed. So it's not, it's not just getting healed. It's getting whole, right? So we know this uh, athletically, muscle memory. Yeah, I mean, it's even down to basketball, but, you know, lifting and stuff like this, muscle memory, right? So, for me, like, my muscle memories is how I shoot. It's, it's, it's been trained that way. It's a default. You understand? It's a default. Well, trauma happens to you, and it becomes a default. Like, we don't even realize it. Like, we're always looking for somebody to play us, and ain't nobody thinking about playing you. Or when I came to my wife's apartment and I kept looking outside, she was like, what you doing? I was like, I was just checking on my car. It was, it was a default to check on my car. I ain't even had to. I wasn't in Newark. I was in Columbus, Ohio. But it was just, be right back. Now, now when I look back, it was like, well, I must look like an idiot. This is my first time at her apartment. Why does this dude keep looking out the window? It'll probably look like some paranoid guy. Well, I guess that is paranoid, isn't it? Yeah, but... My car got stolen like four times, like, you know. Uh, but then as I grew, I realized even, even if I would have saw them taking my car, by the time I got out of the apartment from the seventh floor, catch the elevator or whatever, they would have been going anyway. <laughs> you know, but that's your default, like, checking on my car, checking on my car, make sure my car's out. So I lived my life for probably like seven or eight years um, checking on my car. And that was a part of my everyday life. Yeah, I never just sat down. I sat down, I was like, you know, I had a timer. Let me go check on my car. 
You know, that time announcement shift to let me get into the word. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so so uh, the interesting thing is things start out in your conscious, but what we live through our subconscious, and our subconscious is a million times more powerful than our conscious, a million times. So as much as we say I want to change, if we don't consistently are consistent with the new habit, we're not going to change. And the thing is, things that we like, we do consistently. But we got to do the uncomfortable thing consistently to really change. And look at this, uh, Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4, verse 23. It's like Wednesday nights. You gotta, it got to be a habit for you. It got to be your default. It can't just be um, something that you consciously agree to do. It has to be something that's a, a part of your life. And if it's important to you, you'll do it. All right? So Proverbs 4.23, it says, keep thy heart with all diligence, right? So it says protect your heart. Now this is, your, this is referring to your subconscious, your default, right? It says protect with all diligence. It says for out of it are the issues of life. So issues flow from your heart. So you got to protect it. You can't just allow things in your heart. When we're casual with what we expose ourselves to, we're saying we don't care about our heart. We're allowing things into our default that we don't think about it. You ever just wake up in the morning and start singing a song that you heard either on the radio or at the club? See, I slipped that in there, at the club, right? You know, at the club or whatever. And it's just playing over and over and over, right? But you didn't say, I'm going to remember that song. I wake up now and be like, something they sung on Sunday is, is in my head. Well, it's, a lot of times we wake up and we think of the same song. It's, it's in our, our, our default. It's, 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 we've breathed it in. And so, so if your heart is so important, you have to go deep to change. You got to change at the core, not just on the surface, not just in your mind. See, see, but we go, I don't feel like changing. Exactly. You wouldn't feel like changing because that's not your default. You, you, listen, exercising got nothing to do with how you feel. You ain't going to feel, I didn't feel like running those hills last night. I didn't feel like getting up early in the morning to play basketball. I didn't feel like it. It has nothing to do with feeling. It has something to do with training. You see what I'm saying? But, but we operate based on feeling, but so you have to realize your 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 mind feelings are up in your mind. Remember, we just said somebody could lose their leg and feel like it's still there. It ain't there though. Yeah, your feelings are to play tricks on you. Okay, all right. So I see that's going over real well. Uh, Hebrews four. I right, so somebody asked me this question. So uh, yesterday, and they was like, okay, yeah, I really need to change these things. Might have been in our counseling. And I just want to know, like, so how do you, you, you get to the core? How do you change things? Well, ultimately, you change things at the root, and you want to cleanse out the old to make room for the new. Well, the Bible says in John 15, 3, you're clean through the word. So the more words you, you take in, it cleanses out uh, the things that are, are, are really like kryptonite. And, and a lot of the kryptonite is God's not first, God's not valuable, God's not loved. God's not first, God's not valuable, God's not loved by you. Yeah, it's, it's a conditional relationship with God. You do this, I love you. 
but he laid down and he sent his son to die for you. You didn't do nothing to deserve it. It says we love God because he first loved us. And, and if he didn't give us nothing, he gave us the opportunity for eternal life. He may have not uh, given us all the things the world says will make us special, but he gave us everything that we needed to be fulfilled for eternity. Right? All right, so, 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 so John 15, you're cleansed through the word, right? And then, John, and then uh, Psalms 119, verse 130, it says, The interest of the word bringeth light. It gives understanding to the simple, right? You know, so a lot of times if you're funky in your thinking, the word cleanses the funk. Like you start to see, see, you almost feel like a genius. You know, Psalm 119, 130. So that word cleanses our minds. It gives us better understanding. It helps us to see clearer. Uh, through the word, you get understanding. You have more understanding than your ancients, your enemies, and even your uh, your uh, teachers. So Psalm 119, 98 through 101. All right, so we know this word comes in, it brings light. It chases out the darkness. You know, it says darkness can't master light in John 1, 5. All right, we also know the word cleanses us. We also know if we meditate on the word day and night and do all that's written therein, we'll be successful and prosperous because we're meditating. We're creating new habits, right? Joshua 1, 8, right? So God knew that we were going to, be conformed to the world and have old habits, he gave us the tools to develop new habits. Right? So so let's look here, Hebrews four. I think I told you Hebrews four already, but I haven't gotten there. Hebrews four. So so answer the word is very powerful. Uh, uh Minister Jackie was talking about this on Sunday, how it's the truth, right? <laughs> You know what? That we shall know, be intimate with the truth, and that's what makes us free. That's what frees us, right? Frees us from all these bondage, because we're intimate with the word, not just casual with the word. But look here at what happens, what that word does. Verse twelve, it says the word is quick, and that word quick, uh, Hebrews four twelve means makes alive. So it 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 it, it awakens things. Um, they were talking about when I was. Uh, reading something Pastor Mel gave me on your cells, they were saying they was wondering why the cells were atrophy. You know, like when the muscles just stop moving and stuff. It's just because it perceives it's it's not needed. <laughs> it's perceiving. For lack of use, it's perceiving, well, okay, well, I don't have to continue to grow in the function. But it's a perception. Right? So the interesting thing is, but the word is quick. The word awakens things that that's been dead in you. Uh, will, uh, memory, um, uh, confidence, discipline. Because these things are in our DNA. We just ain't used them. Think about it. Look at how, how much you work so you don't look embarrassed. Look at, I mean, you, you will cut people, offend people, dog people out so you're not embarrassed. That's a lot of work. <laughs> you, you put it in the work it's just your discipline in is protecting yourself against looking back so why don't you shift the discipline into the word right so the word is quick right makes alive and powerful sharper than a two-edged sword look piercing even and dividing asunder 
on the inner man of the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow, look, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart, that word heart again. So it actually, when you get around the, the word, see a lot of times we want to change, we're only going to go but so deep in the, in the change if, if we have to change ourselves. Just like if you have to stretch yourself right now, I'll tell you, everybody get in this aisle and start stretching. You're only going to stretch yourself for so much. Uh, Alvito is, that's what he does for a living. But he only stretching himself for so much. Let me stretch him. I guarantee you I'll stretch him more than he'll stretch himself. Even though he has a high tolerance for pain. Why? But you know why I'm going to stretch him? Because I don't feel his pain at all. <laughs> oh, you good, but Nah, come on, bro. Come on. You can, you can go a little further. Yeah, come on, Vito. <laughs> right? What's up? Right? But if he was doing it, I, I stretch. I, I've been trying to stretch every day. You know, like, because I know I, I can't do what I'm doing if, if I'm not loose. But I'd be feeling that pain. But, uh, uh, we was a... Uh, we was doing something yesterday, and so when we finish, I, I, I do what's called mashing. So I have softballs and stuff, and I'm mashing out the knots in my muscles. So she's sitting there looking at me. She's like, man, I know I need to do stuff like that. She says, but it looks so painful. Because it is painful, ain't it? It is painful, but the results are wonderful. Oh, it's painful. Like, look, look, do you see your face? <laughs> like, your face is like, you're doing what? So I, I'll rest my shoulder on a softball or, or certain muscles on a softball, and, oh, man, it's, it's – I know she's looking at my face. Because if she came upstairs, I'd be making all types of noises. Uh, 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 like every time I roll over the muscle, I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's painful, but it's necessary. See, people be having uh, with rotated cuff surgery and, uh, what, hip surgery. It, they let that stuff tighten and tighten and tighten and tighten and tighten to a break. <laughs> right? Right? Y'all still think I'm talking about muscles? <laughs> it's the same. We get so hard, 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 hard until we break down. This, so, but there's, there's a level of brokenness that we have to experience but not breaking down. All right? So we have this inner man. I'm going to try to work through this as quickly as I can. You have this inner man, and you have an outer man, and you have an outermost outermost man. So your inner man, of course, is your spirit. Your outer man is the soul, and outermost man, of course, is your body. The, the, the chosen of God's inward man, his spirit, must be released for us to operate in this life. The basic dif difficulty of a God's servant is the failure of the inward man to break through the outward man. So it's hard for our inner man, our spirit, to break through our mind, our soul, our intellect. See, our logic. We won't let our spirit out because logically we can't control situations. Some of us won't let it out because of our feelings. We don't feel comfortable if we just let go, right? But that's going to be the key for us to navigate in our favor. You know, some of us have, have opportunities waiting for us, but people can't connect to you. Because they can't see your spirit. All they see is your outer shell. And it's not welcoming. Some of it is not welcoming because you look fragile. I was just talking to a coach about this on the phone. Um, uh, some of it is not welcoming because you look arrogant. Some of it is not welcoming because you look selfish. Some of it is not welcoming because you look crazy. See, I didn't say you're none of these things. 
what I'm saying is if you don't break that outer man that's all people see you deal with the inner person most people deal with your outer person and if you don't break off that if you don't allow that brokenness people will never get to see you you know I don't understand why people won't allow me to do such and such because you don't see how funky you look you thinking you look fine which is, but that darkness is reeking right alright so so in, in our service before God, the first difficulty in kingdom work is not in others. The first di- difficulty to operate in the kingdom, to do anything in the kingdom of God, is not, is not in others, it's in ourselves. That's the first difficulty is, is, is in ourselves. When the inward man is released, released, both unbelievers and Christians will be blessed. People can receive what God is pouring through you because it's coming directly from God through you to them. Right now it's being intercepted. It's being intercepted by your flesh, intercepted by your feelings, intercepted by your intellect, intercepted by your arrogance, intercepted by your insecurity. And everybody's insecurity is different. Some, some people's insecurity is, don't nobody love me. Some people's insecurity is, look, look what I did. Hey, hey, I did that. Look what I did. You know what I'm saying? So it stops people from being able to absorb all of God. See, I must decrease so he can increase, John 3.30. It's not, people don't need to see, see us at all. They need to see God. But, but we're like, yo, yo, Sister Jack, you, you saw what I just did, right? You see me, right? That's where I blew it. Right there, right there. Because they ain't supposed to see me. <laughs> they supposed to be experienced God, right? All right, so, 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 um, we have to ask ourselves, what are we after? What are, we, what are we putting all our efforts in? Uh, Mr. Sammy said they pressed to be here. They just got in town from Tennessee, so they pressed. So I grabbed them. I said, well, give me some of that uh, press anointing, right? But when I, when I, what, what, I, what I was in my inner man, what I was thinking about is, is, is what is he after by pressing to come to church, just coming in from Tennessee? Yeah, I think y'all went back and forth for the, since Sunday, right? Something like that. So, so. And then why are you pressed to come from Tennessee? You live 45 minutes away, and you press to be here at night. Some of us live 5, 10 minutes away and don't do that. You after something, ain't you? Yeah, so you see, that's it. What are you after? Because I know some of y'all go, man, that's the church, man. It's just so far away. Yeah, but you be traveling all over town to work deals and clients and and hustles and sales and all types of stuff. You can't get to this mall. You didn't travel to a mall you ain't never been to. You'd be down there in Gaffney somewhere trying to get stuff, right? You go to Gaffney for the sale, but you can't come to church. <laughs> I got some of y'all, yeah. Oh, yeah, I do like going to the Gaffney Mall, <laughs> right? I mean, y'all, it's understandable. It's like right down, right down the way from y'all. You know, but some of y'all could just just Gaffney and every place else, right? Uh, where, where you li- where, where you from? Uh, Greenville. You traveling to Greenville? I gotta get those shoes from. Uh, uh, what's it? Is it Duckett? Is that your cousin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I got y'all. All right. So, what are you after? Uh, Romans eight. Let's go to Romans eight. <laughs> some of y'all it was up all night watching the game. But we running out of church. First of all, the game started at, at, at 7 or 8 o'clock, 
And 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 you know they went to overtime. You a West Coast guy, so OKC they 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 playing late. Some of y'all that, but we run out of church. Game take three, four hours. Like yeah, like you stand up, not get no sleep, going to the movies in there two, three hours in the movies, and they ain't all that good. But we run out of church. Something's up with our minds. All right, so so uh, Romans eight. What are you after? Romans 8, uh, we'll do 5. It says, for they that are after the flesh, no, 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For the carnal mind, the fleshly mind is death, but the spiritually minded is life and peace. For because the carnal mind, the fleshly mind, is enmity against God. It's against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. The flesh or our feelings can't be subject or submit to God's word. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. The, this, this, the Bible says this. The, verse 8. They that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, I hope. If so be that, that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So it's saying that you got to be walking in the spirit and not the flesh, right? And and so you, we're going to get in more into this in the next couple of weeks. But I just want to take a few minutes to let you know how that flesh be messing us up, right? And the flesh is celebrating mediocrity. It, it, it can't help it. Take the path of least resistance, celebrate mediocrity. The flesh is always looking for connections with suck-ups. You know what suck-ups are, right? People are sucking up to you. <laughs> right? Right? So, so thinking a man can get you what God can. So you're always looking for somebody like, like you know, we were, uh, I was talking to a, uh, uh, young minister today and I was saying how you know the thing is when you grow in ministry you just gotta watch just ministering to people that are suck ups and, and overlooking cause he was saying he, he was saying today he said he says well how many people do you touch yeah I'll give you a shout out for this I'm not gonna say your name but you know what I'm talking about he says he says, how many people do you touch you know, and he was just asking a, a, a question. He said because he said he learned something from Coach Trestle that uh, the best recruiters are the people that touch the most people. You know, just he said and Coach Trestle. Coach Trestle, I learned a lot from him. Like he'll follow up on every call. He's a president of a university. I had forgot his number. I just called the called the school. I was like, well, I'm probably not gonna hear from him. He called me back. He's the same way he was. Uh, anytime I emailed him, he responds to every email. This is the president of a, a university, right? And he said he would touch all his recruits, just send him a note, follow up with him, this, that, and the other. So I was telling the guy, I said, well, you know, I, you know, uh, I said, I don't think I have a problem in that area. I said, I touch a lot of people. I just can't help it. I love people, you know. Um, I was calling some people today. Y'all may not have seen them, but. I called them, you know, just, and so it's, it's not just the suck ups. And this is the thing. Um, we can't, we can't like promote based on 
people that are suck ups or or want to have flesh connections or people that need superficial compliments. We need super faithful, obedient people to God. So, like, we can't be moved just because somebody, like, you can't, I don't think nobody's trying, but I think we throw people off because we don't respond to the superficial stuff. Not because we're mad at anybody, it's just we respond to people that's after the spirit. I mean, that's just, so I don't even notice sometimes, and I notice sometimes people are bothered because it's like, well, normally in, the, in all the other places I've been, I can throw out all the accolades. I could be familiar. I could be comfortable. And normally they cool. And it's not like I don't like compliments. It's just that that doesn't change my obedience. It's not my church. You notice God don't respond to that? He says, you can honor me with your lips, but your heart's far from me. Like, God don't even respond to that. So, you know, I, I, it's not, not, not purpose. Like me, I'll tell you this. I told my former pastor, I said, listen, I appreciate, you know, we, we, we've gone to games and movies and stuff like that. I appreciate all that. I said, but I'm not after your, a flesh connection. I'm not after, I mean, if we go somewhere, fine. I said, I'm after what's in your spirit. Let's see, so I got what I needed whether I was around them or not. I listened to all the, the I listened to the CDs, I listened to the tapes. I because uh, I was a, a armor bearer, so I watched behaviors, I studied stuff. Um I, I I I tapped in. So I got I was developing a spiritual connection. So I don't care if the person was nowhere around. They ain't give me no attaboys. I would show up at a picnic, I wouldn't even hang out. I was like, oh the pastor's over there, let me go over here. I was like, I'm around them all the time. Let somebody else be around them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I wanted a spiritual connection. And and the thing is, that's how our lives are. I noticed uh, Pastor Mel and myself are like that. So some of us search for suck-ups. Some of us search for victims. We want some cheerleaders to our to mediocrity. So we look for people that are victims or how can we say... Uh, Victims versus victors. See, victors are agent for your change. So if I search for people that are doing more than me, better than me, and that's going to challenge me every time I'm sitting around them, they're agents of change. They're a catalyst for brokenness versus searching for other victims to soothe your mediocrity. Right? Um, the people that are, and I'm saying this respectful, some people that are fat search for people that are fatter. Some people that are lazy search for people that are lazier. Hustlers search for more people that are hustling. Anything but a challenge. If you got something you complain about, you search for other people's going to complain too to make to soothe you, not challenge you. And so we have to watch that because that's dangerous. That's that's trying to get uh, familiar, or that's. I'm I'm in search of someone seemingly worse off than me as opposed to people better than me. And and, and that's dangerous. You know, that's dangerous because we're not going to grow. And we're not going to be broken. So we're not going to change. Because we can go, at least I'm not doing that. So it soothes you to where you are versus challenges you to where you need to be. So we have to watch that, you know, um, uh, being uncomfortable around people that may be beyond where we are or may have what we desire. Good. Learn from them. Don't hate on them. So 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 I wonder I wanna just give you this piece and we'll get into some other stuff down the road here. 
Um, God's not measuring do's and don'ts. He's measuring hearts. The inner man. He's not measuring do's and don'ts. He's measuring the inner man. And so that's why 1 Corinthians 2.10 says the, 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 uh, the spirit searches the deep things of God. So, so me and your, me, me and, your, and Pastor Mel, like we're, we try to walk in the spirit and we, we discern things by the spirit. So that spirit goes deeper to what God wants you to do to change than being on the surface. Because on the surface, you could just express a skill. We'd be like, oh, yeah, get that person to do such and such. But the spirit goes, oh, no, 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 no. I need them to shift that because that is what's going to affect them where they're going, right? So it's just not about um, do's and don'ts. And a lot of times if you watch it, as we grow, you may see somebody doing something. You go, well, how come they got them doing that? Because God is looking at their heart. You're looking at their do's and don'ts. See, but if you're not in the spirit, you can't even see their heart. All you see is their behavior. And then sometimes you'll approve yourself based on your do's and don'ts, but God's looking at your heart. So you may do that better on the surface, but your heart ain't right. So you can go, I don't understand, you know, why that person is preaching. And I just saw them do this the other day. God has them preaching because of their heart. You wouldn't allow them to preach because of you looking at do's and don'ts. Then you may go, I I think I should, I'm I'm better qualified to preach because you do. But God's looking at your heart and saying, no, you don't. (laughs) You see? So, so, so we have to, the scripture says, um, no, no man after the flesh. It says no, no man after the flesh. So we have to, we have to get to a point of brokenness where we start to connect spirit to spirit. Second Corinthians 5, 16. Thanks, sweetheart. Uh, we have to, we have to, the scripture says, no, no, man, after the flesh. So we have to know everyone by the spirit. But you can't know people by the spirit if you're not tapped into spirit to spirit. It says, no man knows the spirit of a man. No man knows a man except that you know him by the spirit. And so that's, so now we'll start to see hearts and now we can operate a lot better. Because you, you have a lot of people here, great hearts, but off behaviors. Now, I didn't didn't say what off behavior it was. Some of it could be Pastor Keith's sarcasm. You know, we we call that off behavior. But I'm not up here because my sarcasm is perfect. I'm up here because my heart's right. You know, uh, Daniel had an excellent heart. That doesn't mean Daniel was perfect. Yeah, you look at uh, David, a man after God's own heart. So if he's after God's heart, he had to have the right heart. So he's like, I don't understand. How David get was allowed to do such and such after he did such and such? Lord created me a clean heart, renew a right spirit in me. He had the right heart. And so your confusion is you're looking into things through the lenses of your feelings or your intellect, but you're not looking at them from the spirit or from the heart. Most of all, from the heart of God. So that's what frustrates you about people, about people's selections, about people's promotions, about seemingly why this person is in this relationship, or it seems like that person got that opportunity to do such and such. You know, how come their dreams are happening? Because it's 
the heart. Now, I said that not to say anybody's evil. What I'm saying is a lot of very few people are broken. So so that your brokenness breaks off of what's actually contaminating your heart and, and not allowing your spirit to be released. And once your spirit is released, it connects to the things of God, the favor of God, the opportunities of God. We're working too hard for stuff that we do, we're just supposed to receive. And, and, and what attracts it, what attracts what you're believing for is the heart that God gave you. No, no, no. I didn't say the heart that you're operating in, the heart that God gave you. And so he's trying to break off some stuff. So don't, don't, don't allow the brokenness, allow the circumcision. Be still and know that I'm God. And now you don't have to front. You know, we walk around and start talking about stuff. We ain't even did nothing. I, I said we. You know, a lot of times we, we, you know, you ever, you know, do your resume and, and you use the janitor and it's like, you know, um, environmental specialist. Right? You know, you, you, you pad your stats. You know, yeah, well, you know what I do, such and such. Uh, or, you know, uh, I was the uh, chief operating um, administrator over word comprehension, otherwise interpreted as a secretary, right? But that's not because something's wrong with being a secretary. What it is is like we think our value is based on our titles and our accolades and all that. Something's up with our heart. When we push ourselves into positions and orchestrate ourselves to do stuff so we could be seen something's in our heart off because even though we get to be seen that time I was telling somebody uh, earlier it's not anointed like it's not anointed it may be uh, motivational but it's not piercing people's hearts because you're your shell is in the way. So I'm not saying you won't inspire people, you won't experience success, but it doesn't. Listen, I know people, and 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 I'm not saying this because my wife, but I'm just gonna use her. Like I, I've seen her so many times changing the atmosphere, like literally, and it's be without warning. I'm talking about a funeral, like this is years ago, like ages ago. You know, I'd be going places and they need somebody to sing. It's like, well, my wife sang. But I back then, because she used to be like, she used to make sure she wanted to know the words and all that stuff. So I was like, well, I ain't going to ask her to sing because this is like she ain't got no warning. Listen, every time, the whole atmosphere changed. Every time. Not, it wasn't her, though. It was God, because I'm going to tell you right now, she was like, okay, babe, you know. I see people who change atmospheres, and I see people who uh, inspire environments. The person inspiring environment, people who's like, ah, everybody clapping, laughing, and stuff like that. They walk out, and ain't nobody change. But I've seen people in the quietest sanctuary change lives. The, the, you, the presence of God, the stillness of God was so strong. What I ain't seen, nobody jumping. But everybody's hearts are being changed. Why? Because that spirit connected to spirits. And we have to start changing atmospheres. I don't care if it's at the gym. I don't care if it's at the job. I don't care if it's at the grocery store. We have to start changing atmosphere. 
when they was of one mind and one speech, nothing was restrained from them that they imagined to do. Genesis 11.6. We got to get to that place where, where we're walking in the spirit and not fulfilling the lust of the flesh. We could change the, the football field, the basketball court. We could just change. And I've seen it. I've seen the atmospheres change. In an unlikely situation, basketball courts, football fields. I've just seen something. And you looking out there, you're like, what in the world is happening out here? Like, keeping it real, uh, UNBC. That whole atmosphere was changed last year. This guy, he's a member of the church, Bryce. They, they, was, they was playing uh, the number one team. The whole I was sitting there. The whole atmosphere changed. That wasn't even wasn't supposed to happen. I've seen atmospheres change. When you're the unlikely source, it seems like it's impossible. And people are going, how did this even happen? The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is too weak to do what it takes for you guys to experience the supernatural. All right, that's enough for today. Yeah. <laughs>